chapter you are not who you think you are from living enlightenment by bhagwan shri nityananda parameshivam seriousness versus sincerity all our comparison with other people begins with what we think of ourselves jealousy disappears when we understand our uniqueness we may then create another problem we may believe ourselves to be so special that we start taking ourselves far too seriously what is seriousness seriousness is nothing but paying undue importance to something at the cost of everything else it arises from the inability to see that all of life is just a drama that is unfolding every minute seriousness is the result of over expectation from life a small story two boys were building sand castles on the beach they suddenly had a quarrel and one of the boys got angry and kicked the sand castle the other boy went and complained to the king about a serious problem the king began to laugh at him for getting so upset over silly sand castles but the king's adviser a zen monk started laughing at the king he asked when you can fight battles and lose sleep over stone castles Why do you laugh at these boys for fighting over sandcastles? All our seriousness is just about sandcastles. For the child at that young age, sandcastles seem precious, whereas at our age, stone castles seem precious. That's all. Whether it is a sandcastle or a stone castle, the seriousness behind it is the same. The object may be different, but the seriousness is the same. So don't laugh when children fight over sand castles. Seriousness closes your mind to the openness and freedom of life. It makes you dull and dead. It curbs your thinking and makes you stick to the familiar patterns that you know and use all the time. A small story. In a Zen monastery, there was a competition among disciples over who had maintained the best garden. One disciple was of a very serious nature. He took the competition quite seriously. He always kept his garden neat, clean and well swept. All the grass was of the same height, all the bushes were neatly trimmed. He was sure that he would get the first prize. On the day of the competition, the master went around all the gardens. Then he came back and ranked the gardens. This disciple's garden got the lowest ranking. Everyone was shocked. The disciple could not contain himself and asked, "Master, what is wrong with my garden? Why did you rank me the lowest?" The master looked at him and said, "Where are all the dead leaves? A garden maintained in such a way is no longer alive. It is dead." Seriousness kills spontaneity. Seriousness destroys creativity. Science has proved that when you perform a task in a relaxed and light manner your thinking and decision making capacity is automatically enhanced the same task when performed in a serious manner dulls your mind when you do something too seriously when you are too concerned about the result you are actually not allowing yourself to perform at the optimum level of course you need to make plans and you need to think ahead but do it with sincerity not with seriousness seriousness is not the same as sincerity 
Sincerity is focusing on the task with enthusiasm and youthfulness. Sincerity is giving the task your best without worrying excessively about the result. Where you you are serious, you don't la- enjoy, you don't laugh. How can you laugh when you're serious? Perfectionism always comes from your mind. It becomes a goal for you. You work towards it as a goal. When you work towards it as a goal, it becomes dead and mundane. But when you are total, when you are established in your heart, it becomes a deep experience. The outcome has to be beautiful and it will give you joy. Then whatever you do, you will be in tune with existence. Whatever you do, do it wholly, totally and it will be total. You won't have to worry about perfectionism at all. Perfectionism never gives you joy. It only fulfills your ego. Even if you feel fulfilled at the end of it, it is only a fulfillment of your ego, never a fulfillment of your being. Be very clear. Perfectionists are the biggest egoists. They miss the dimension of being total. Totality is possible when you enter into something deeply. Perfection is never possible because it is in your mind and your mind keeps changing its definition of perfection. Most of us unconsciously believe that life is filled with incidents that are under the control of our logic. But life again and again reminds you of the truth that life is beyond your logic. You're reminded of this fact especially when some near and dear friend or family member dies or when something unexpected happens. If you lose your job, suddenly you see that life is not under your control. You suddenly wake up to the reality that life is beyond your logic. Then you start seeking the truth. Especially if you live in the city, your routine is almost fixed. From morning until night, you know exactly how your day will unfold. You know where you will go, what you will do or not do, and what and when you will eat. Practically, your ego gives an idea, your logic gives you the feeling that your life is under the control of your logic. That is why whenever some incident happens that is beyond your logic, that is not under your control, you're totally shaken. You're not able to handle it. You don't know what to do. Either you fall into depression or you just suffer. There is an important truth, an ultimate secret that you must understand. Never think things are going smoothly because of you. In spite of you things are going smoothly. This is one of the important secrets. As long as you think it is because of you that things are going smoothly, you will be constantly suffering with ego. What is ego? According to the Upanishads, as long as you think that life has a purpose and you run behind that purpose, you are an egoistic person. When you realize the beauty of the purposelessness of life, you have dropped your ego. The master is the one who makes you understand the purposelessness of life. Whatever you think of as being worthy now is not actually the true and worthy thing. A man with ego searches with purpose and misses reality. Death clearly shows that whatever mind you lived with has no real existence. When you realize the purposelessness of life, a new consciousness starts blossoming in you. 
the moment you experience that there is nothing to be achieved that the diamonds you're protecting are not diamonds but stones and that all your great things in life are mere toys you will understand the purposelessness of life the real purpose of life cannot be understood by the ego when the ego is dropped you will understand the divine purpose of life the leelas or the divine play you will enjoy the drama if you keep thinking that life has a purpose and wait to achieve something you will miss life itself life itself is the path and the goal when you have a goal you will run your feet will not touch the ground and you will miss the beauty of existence or nature when you drop the goal the emphasis will be on the path when you understand the purposelessness of life you understand the meaning of living until then you're just a living dead person a person in a coma lying in the hospital bed and a normal person who has not realized the truth both live without proper consciousness the master is the one who makes you realize this truth the meaning of living is the meaning of life or existence drop the goal and enjoy life meditate on this teaching again and again the truth will dawn on you and the nitya ananda state will flower in you the state that is the very meaning of life many times you may have seen whenever someone says something to you the first reaction inside you is a certain resistance a no when you say no it is ego fulfilling you feel solid and firm inside yourself when you say yes you feel liquid and vulnerable your ego feels submissive which is uncomfortable so you say no that is also why you feel good when you break rules at home school in the workplace or while driving you feel boosted in ego when you say no to rules you can see this with small children the moment you say they are not meant to have certain things they will ask only for those things whatever you try to live for your ego you make your life and others lives miserable most of the time the miseries you face in your life are not created by others they are unknowingly created by you you may not even derive any benefits from them but just to prove your ego you create them a small story an enlightened master suzuki lived in japan when his master passed away he started weeping profusely one person asked him you are an enlightened person why are you crying on your master's passing away suzuki replied my master was the most extraordinary man on planet earth the person was puzzled and asked him what was so extraordinary about him suzuki replied i have never seen such an extraordinary person who thought he was the most ordinary man in ordinary life every average person thinks he is extraordinary when you feel that you have undergone the maximum suffering your ego feels good that you have been able to handle a tough life only when your enemy is big you feel big When your enemy is small, you feel small. For the same reason, if your suffering is big, you feel good. Your ego feels satisfied. You measure life with the amount of your suffering. Unknowingly, you torture others as well as yourself. 
Suzuki's master was extraordinary because he thought he was the most ordinary whereas in this world every other person thinks he is extraordinary if you want to check whether you are average or not do this experiment if you feel extraordinary be very clear you are average if you feel ordinary you are extraordinary